Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 180 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Seals helps you improve your table tennis. 180 is the maximum possible score in one turn at darts, three triple 20s. In the Final Destination movies, 180 is often portrayed as a cursed number and a lot of franchise-specific deaths occur with something related to number 180. For example, Flight 180 and Mile Marker 180. Today, for Technique Tuesday, we're going to take a look at the push in detail. In the questions, we'll talk about the use of your shoulder for the forehand top fin, how much sleep you need before a tournament, and how much you should eat before you play a match. I'm Jeff Plum. And as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeff. Sounds like a scary show. What was that about 180? No good? Numbers no Final good? Final destination. You haven't, you haven't seen this show? No, nah, I, I might have, but I don't, wouldn't even remember. Okay, yes. Well, the idea is that um, these people cheat death somehow so they're about to board flight 180 and something happens and they have to get off and then the plane crashes and somehow they cheated death but then death chases them so all throughout the movie all the people that got off all die one by one until they're all dead all right okay maybe we'll uh do a quick show then (laughs) <laughs> exactly and it's it's a whole uh, franchise like they got five movies of this final destination and um yeah i yeah. think someone at work once told me about it and then when we went away for a weekend somewhere just they had the video there so i've watched one of the series it was um yeah pretty scary stuff good <laughs> all right alice well what happened on this day in history yeah, well, it was 1904, Jeffrey, 1904, <laughs> and the first New York Underground was built. There you go. That's a long time ago, 111 years ago. That is. And uh, the Underground, what a great system. Works well. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Where would we be without it? I mean, exactly. maybe there'd be more, more traffic gridlocks. <laughs> Indeed. All right, Alois. Well, let's talk about yesterday's Pink Sealers question of the day which was, are the top table tennis players paid enough? Yeah, so we, um, we had some uh, replies on our Facebook page and uh, Alan just said, nope. Um, there needs to be a little camera on the ball um, that uh, combined with the view of the players and arena might gain the players more money and airtime. Good idea, camera on the ball. Um, so uh, Sammy said, no flipping way. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Rory, and I think this one's a good one, compared to other world-class sports, probably not. I think the bigger problem is a gap in being able to make a living and train full-time as you drop off from the top 20 to 100 in the world. Also, there needs to be more awareness of what they are making. So, uh, yeah, very good um, very good comments there. Um, he, he said, I thought I read somewhere that Bowl earned 750000 US or thereabouts for playing in the uh, Chinese Super League. I'm not sure about that, but uh, could be true. So, uh, yeah, so some uh, some interesting comments there and uh, mostly saying, no, they don't. And I, and I really don't think they do. When you compare them to um, the other top sportsmen in the world, you know, the, the golfers, the basketballers, the tennis players, um, yeah, I mean, it's nowhere near what they're getting. And, uh, gee, I mean, 
there's uh, it's it's such a big sport uh, played in you know over 220 countries in the world um i think that is something that needs to now keep improving so that um it attracts more of our better athletes in the world to uh, to come to table tennis yeah, I think the problem, though, Alloys, is that the market kind of drives the prices you can get. Like, in America, the football is just massive, but, you know, everybody watches it and they've got such a large television audience. Even the college football is just huge over there. Like, they can get 100,000 people to, uh, you know, a regular college season game for the top top college team. So I think it's really about the number of spectators you can get watching it. And I think table tennis is heading in the right direction with the Pro Tour, but it's still a long way behind those other sports in terms of fan base and the number of people watching. So I think we're heading in the right direction and the prize money seems to be getting more for a lot of these tournaments and getting more sponsorship. So, you know, maybe in years to come, uh, they will close that gap. Yeah, and uh, I I think but the bottom line is that, Table tennis is so attractive to watch. So, you know, it's it's awareness now and it's getting it out there. So uh, let's let's keep working. ITTF's uh, made some good steps forward, but let's keep going. Absolutely. All right. Now we're going to move on to the Ping Sealers question of the day, which is how do you interact with us? Um, do you have a free Ping Sealers account on pingseals.com? Are you a premium member? Do you watch us on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter? Let us know. And the easiest way to let us know is to jump onto pingseals.com and leave a comment on the blog or jump onto Facebook, um, facebook.com slash pingseals. And, uh, yeah, let us know. We'd love to see how you interact with us. All right, Alloys, it is Tuesday here in Australia. So we are talking about the push in detail for Technique Tuesday. Yeah, so uh, the push, I think, is one of the underestimated uh, shots in the game. So um, we often talk about in, in a rally, you will often start the rally with a push stroke, but we often don't practice our pushing um, much in our training session. And it's a little bit, it can be a little bit boring to practice pushing, and that's why I think um, it's not practiced as much. So Yeah, but why is it boring, Alois? Is that just because... People don't think it's a fast shot. I mean, if you understand the importance of it and how it's going to help your game, maybe you'll have a different attitude towards that practice. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what needs to change. So it, it it's boring because, as you said, the ball isn't travelling as fast. You're not hitting the ball as hard. It's not as spectacular to do. So, um, so that's why it doesn't um, captivate the mind as much. But... You're you're absolutely right. It is such an important stroke that it should, um, therefore, captivate your attention uh, much more. Um, and so, what what's important about the push? Firstly, it's about being able to control the ball well and being able to put the ball on the table a lot of times with the push. And then, secondly, it's about then being able to keep the ball shorter, lower, um, to stop your opponent from making the attack. So, if you can start to do those things, then um, a different world or, of the game opens up to you. You will find that you will start to get many more attacking opportunities as well. So, And it will open up the, the, your attacking game and win you more points. So so get in there. Practice your pushing. It's so important. 
Right, gotcha. So it's really a progression. If you're just learning, just make sure you can consistently get that push on the table. And then as you get better, try and work on being able to return the push short off a short backspin serve. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and I guess then the other thing, Alloys, is just um, maybe being able to vary the spin on your push. Yeah, um, so that's yeah, that's right. That's another progression that you can uh, move forward with, um, being able to put more spin or less spin on your push as well. So, yeah, all of those things. It's a progression, and there, and there are so many things that you can do with it. So that's why it can be interesting. But, uh, yeah, it just needs a lot of practice. All right, everybody, get out there this week and practice your pushing um, and then see if it helps you improve in the game. I'm sure you'll find that by practicing your pushing, you'll get better results in your game. And I will leave a link in the show notes to some pushing videos if you want to take a look at those. All right, Il has a question, Alois, which is, I have a problem with correct shoulder movement. Is there any slight pronation forward or left in the shoulder joint when I have to hit the ball? Or only I have to move with the front head of the shoulder and afterward the contact, I continue forward. So, yeah, a lot of lot of questions there about the shoulder. Um, what, what do people need to think about when they're playing and using their shoulder alloys? Yeah, so if I'm getting your question right, so you're asking about whether you need to move the for, the shoulder forward this way, and you really don't. You don't need to move that forward at all. It's more the rotation from the waist, and then your your shoulder comes forward um, as part of that rotation. So that's the that's the critical part um, of the movement. So you're not actually moving your shoulder. If I do it sideways, you're not actually moving your shoulder forward this way. You're keeping you're keeping that quite still, and your um, arm is moving here, and the rotation forward of your waist is what's moving the the shoulder forward. So, yeah. So hopefully that's um, answered your question, Ill. Um, if it hasn't, just let us know. Yeah, I guess, Alois. A lot of people. Um like to know like the fine details about how everything moves. But I think in general, a lot of people learn better just by keeping it simple. And it, and I think if you get the correct start position and the correct finish position, then the rest of the movements tend to fall into place. Yeah, that's that's right. And that's why we try to keep it as simple as those those things. You know, the start position and finish position, if you're doing that, then you're not doing this. So... If you're if you're moving your, your shoulder forward, your bat's ending up in a different place there. So that's your that's your finished position there. Okay. And if you're doing that, then your shoulder isn't moving forward. Great. Gotcha. Excellent. All right, good question, Ill. Next up is a question from Rakib who says, How much sleep do you need before you play a match in a tournament? And two, how much do you need to eat before you play a match in a tournament? And we yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Rocky, um, so firstly, with the sleep question, I think oh, we just, we, we've just lost you for a second, Alice. Maybe we just need to wait for um, how much you your, your video to catch up again. Go. 
Ah, uh, no, it's all gone again. We've been doing so well with Alois's internet connection. It has been a problem in the past, and unfortunately, it's um, it's um, cut out on us again. But Rakib, I'll have a go at this one. So, um, how much sleep you need before a tournament? Ideally, you want to get you know a good um, amount of sleep that you would normally get. So I, you know, I like eight hours of sleep as a minimum, really. Um, so I would like to get eight hours sleep, but often people get a little bit nervous before a tournament and find it hard to sleep and, you know, get to bed a little bit later. So if you, if it's just like one night sleep before the tournament and you're a bit nervous, don't worry about it. That's going to be fine. Um, but yeah, if you've had three or four nights in a row where you haven't been sleeping, then that's going to be a problem and you are going to feel a little bit lethargic and not quite as alert. So you definitely try and get a normal amount of sleep that you would on any regular night. That's important. And secondly, how much do you need? Yeah, to... I think... Oh yeah, Alois. Yeah, I think that's right, Jeff. Yeah. It's, it's more about that, that whole week beforehand. Um, not just the one night and usually that night before you don't get enough sleep, you know, because you are a little bit. So yeah, that one night doesn't really that week before and, and make sure you get regular sleep, you know, your eight hours or whatever you normally get. Yep, excellent. That makes a lot of sense. And then in terms of what you eat before you play a match, um, well, on the day of the tournament, you never really know unless you're in a big tournament um, when you're going to play. So you don't want to have like a big meal in case you get called up to play. So often it's better just to snack during the day. So you keep your energy levels up, um, but you never have a really big meal just in case you're called to play. Alice, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. And um, that snacking is is really important that you that you got long and make sure you take them with you. Don't run things that are at the at the stadium. So make sure you take or eat regularly. So um, yeah, that that's important. Um, I think um, you know often often people. Um, go there and, and they sort of think, oh, well, it's, um, you know, it's not lunchtime yet, so it's not time to eat. But, yeah, you, you just have to be um, eating eating regularly during the day because, as you say, you just never know when you're going to be uh, called up to play. Gotcha. All right, good question, Rakib. Hopefully that helps you out. Um, now, Christian has jumped on and asked a question using the Google Q&A app, so thanks for that, Christian. He says... How do I increase the speed of the ball myself? Because at the moment, I'm only getting momentum of other people's shots. Okay. So um, to increase the, the speed yourself, it's about you moving your racket through faster. So that's, that's the base. If you can move your racket through faster, then you're going to start to be able to generate some speed yourself. How do you move your racket through faster? Firstly, by having good technique, making sure your technique's correct, and then keeping everything nice and relaxed. So often I see players when they try to play faster, really use their muscles and try to um, try to do too much. And that tightens everything up and actually gets you to move the bat slower. So relax and let the let the swing happen. Um, really important, and this, this is why we always stress technique, that you've got to have good technique with it. If you've got bad technique and you're moving your bat through fast, the ball won't go on the table. So the techniques we teach you 
are about not only playing the ball at a slow pace, but later on you can use similar technique, move your bat through faster, and the ball will still go on the table. So that's that's key. So one is technique, and two is being relaxed and allowing your bat to swing through faster. Great, got it. And I guess a good progression there, Christian, is to start with the forehand counter hit and then move on to the forehand topspin and then uh, take a look at the advanced forehand topspin video. Um, So they're all progressions of each other. So you just start with a a smaller shot and then it gets bigger, but you're kind of keeping the same swing. So those videos are all available for anyone who signed up for a free Ping Skills account. So go to pingskills.com, sign up for a free account, and you'll be able to watch all the videos on the Strokes and Techniques page. Thank you for the question, Christian. Well, Alois, that so, wraps. Yep. Yes. So, Jeff, you've made a slight um, slight change to that uh, strokes and techniques. Yes, I have made a slight change to the strokes and techniques page. Before there were a quarter, there was eleven actually, eleven premium member videos on the strokes and techniques page. Now. All of those videos are available if you're a free Ping Skills member. So just sign up for a free account, or if you've already got one, um, go to the Lessons and Strokes and Techniques and take a look at all of those uh, videos, which are now available just with your free account. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. Um, the Advanced Forehand Top Spin, Slow Spinny Top Spin. Uh, I think. Um, there's um, on correcting errors. A lot of, lot of good videos there in that 11 alloys. So, yeah, check it out, pingskills.com. All right, that wraps up show 180. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and thank you, alloys. Thanks, Jeff, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning, guys. Bye.